0: Hey, hey, hey guys, this is Talk Time with Hope. I am Hope. Now let's do it. Let's get to it. It's 106 degrees, 106 degrees, it's 106 degrees and I'm so freaking hot. (laughs) As I partake in a lovely adult, very cold adult beverage. Mm. Ah, So nice, so nice. Hey guys, I have to apologize big time, I was going to do, I had every intention of doing a podcast episode a couple of days after the last one. And I didn't do it, obviously. I didn't do it. And pourquoi? why? Why? Ish? Why didn't I do that? I mean, I said I was going to do it. And for the most part, I mean, I may not, that's why I don't make promises, but i may not like do one every seven days every 10 days blah 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 blah. but when i say i'm gonna do another one in a couple of days i meant it i did but then here is what happened i hit the jackpot no just kidding i did not win the lottery <laughs> i plus if i did i wouldn't tell you guys no but i have um been working on being um successful with some stuff uh regarding being a disabled american veteran um Just being a veteran with uh, the VA disability. Uh, And it's not the same thing as unemployment. um, Because if you can reach 100% with your disabilities, you know, I've got back, I've got neck, I've got this, I've got that, I've got a lot of stuff. And it's not poor woe me. It's not poor woe is me by any means. But there's just things that have happened to my body. Things that have happened to me that I can contribute going back to my military days. So, and one of the things I fought a claim for, uh, came back successfully. And I it, it gave me a little bit of change to go um, do some things. Change meaning a little bit of financial breather where I could take a sabbatical from driving with Uber for at least 10 days or so. And that's what I did, guys. And I drove out to Colorado. Yes, you got that right. I drove my baby Kia. My Kia and I went to Colorado Denver to visit one of my Navy buddies out there for the 4th of July weekend since I hadn't seen her since last July or June when she came to be with me for my last treatment her and my other friend um came to see me I wanted to get us together but you know life gets in the way and it's just not possible so I said screw it I'm gonna do a drive and I drove I drove all night to Denver Colorado Mm. And one of the things that was so amazing about the drive to Denver, Colorado is stopping in New Mexico. I don't know where you guys were on like the 30th, 29th, the night of the 29th going into the 30th of June. And if the, if the sky was really clear where you live, but it was super, super amazingly beautifully clear. And in a way that I had never really seen before, because I've done the long road trips to uh I've, I've done one to colorado i've one done the, i've done one number da. da. Uh, it's not it's not the adult beverage it's just i think my brain is fried from all the hotness outside but at any rate i've done a lot of road trips i've done a lot of road trips and i have been to iceland i've been to norway i've been to finland and i had never And when I say never, y'all, I mean, I had never seen the sky so clear to to be able to see so many stars. It's like stuff I've dreamed about. Seeing the stars so clear and seeing, guess what? I saw the Milky Way with my own eyes, guys, not anybody else's eyes, my eyes. (laughs) And it was a phenomenal experience, a fantastic, fabulous, phenomenal experience. And one that I had never had before. And like I said, I, did, I have done a lot of road trips and I've done a lot of traveling, but I had never seen anything so amazing like that. So I was really, really grateful. I feel like I was blessed to have seen that. And stopping to take pictures of it and just kind of enjoy the view also gave me like a, a second wind of energy um, to, to press on and get to Denver without actually having to stop and get in a motel hotel kind of thing. And um that's spunky of course. Spunky says, hello and she's like, Meow. And everybody's like, hello. <laughs> anyway, uh yeah, it was it was amazing. It was phenomenal. And it was so it was just amazing guys, just to see the Milky Way, to see all those stars and I recommend doing it. I implore you to one day get out there and see the beautiful sky if you get to a place where it is possible to see such a beautiful sky um, in the nighttime. So anyway, I got to Denver, spent a couple of nights there. And then after that, I think I spent three nights there. And then after that, I went and drove to San Francisco. And for those who maybe knew or those who maybe missed an episode where I talked about where I was stationed, when I was a wee little lassie at 19 years young, I my first duty station was in San Francisco, Treasure Island. And it is always an amazing time for me to go back and reminisce about where I spent my first out of the house as an adult time. And San Francisco Treasure Island is still there, but I actually stayed in Oakland, California with my friend that's the dancer choreographer that I spoke about. Um, she's, she's just amazing and she's been my mentor since I was 19 and even though we lost touch for many years, we reconnected we, we via Facebook and it's just been amazing and I'm going to use the word amazing a lot of amazingly times. (laughs) I'll try not to, but she's amazing. And I'm just so proud of her because she deserves all the kudos in the world. She's got an actual dance studio in uh, San Francisco. They don't call call them malls, but uh, one of the shopping centers uh, out there. And then she's got her one in Oakland that she's had for for a long time and she's just doing so well I'm so happy for her and it was great to see her and spend more than like I think the last time I saw her in 2018 we spent literally like maybe five minutes in my car and we took like a selfie and I did a snapchat or something like that and then the time before was 2016 where I got to see her for a little bit longer but nowhere close to how um how it was this time which was like a good two days so we got to really have deep conversations, and you know, went over you know memories of the past, and just kind of getting to know each other more in a different type of cool way. Um, and I loved it, and I'm so so grateful for that opportunity. And then of course I did some sightseeing on my own. I went over to Treasure Island. Uh, just amazing to go back. Every I've gone back t- three times. First in 2010 when I first saw it after I had left in 1993. And then I saw it again briefly in 2016, and I think that was it. So those two the only two times in the last oh, 30 years that I've seen it. So it's always surreal. It's always just, wow, to see it, you know, after so many years. And to see that it's not a Navy base anymore, of course. It's just owned by the civilians, and they're doing all kinds of stuff to make it like a bougie place or something like that. But anyway, and then I said, you know, went to Fisherman's, Fisherman's Wharf. By the way. True story. When I first got to San Francisco and I decided to go sightseeing on my own. Um, I didn't know the name. that it's, it's actually called Pier 39 Fisherman's Wharf. And I actually, <laughs> the bus the bus driver opens the door and he's like, where are you going? And I'm like, does this bus go to Fisherman's Dwarf? And he's like, I don't know about Fisherman's Dwarf, but I can take you to Fisherman's Wharf. And I'm like, I, I knew, I, I meant that. I, yeah, I was just seeing if you noticed <laughs> but yeah that's me that's the life of hope really I can I can mess up a lot of things and there's there's a song one day I'm going to remind myself to talk about it but there's a song that for the longest time I thought it was saying something that wasn't nice in the in the song and then it turn, turns out that it wasn't what I thought it was saying all these years but anyway moving on it was great to drive around San Francisco go to Fisherman's Wharf and Pier 39 and all of that jazz and just kind of enjoy that because there were some really great memories that I had back then, back in when I was stationed there uh, when I was 19 and 20. And then from there, the next day, I got up quite early and left around 4 30 in the morning and drove to LA, Pasadena to be exact, which is where one of my buddies that I was stationed in the Navy with in Hawaii resides. And another friend who lives in San Diego ended up go into his place and so we could all have our little reunion we hadn't seen each other in 29 years guys 29 years and so I was so excited to see them and it was it was it was beautiful it was I just wish I would have had more time to spend with them but it was it was quite quite awesome to to see them after so many years and this is kind of where i tell you guys that look i i have gone through some stuff in my 51 years of life stuff where i don't know uh, how i'm still here and the fact that i am still here is a miracle the fact that i'm still here after going through three bouts with cancer is it's just you know if there's ever proof that there's a god to me that's that's one of the many reasons I believe in God and I'm not going to go too into that but I'm just saying I'm very grateful and I also want to take advantage of the time that I have while I have it right while any of us have it and so I had the financial means to take this trip didn't rent a car took my own car and I had the time because I drive for Uber so I make my own schedule because I don't know if I'm ever going to see those guys again it took me 29 years took us 29 years to finally get together together You know, I'd like to to see them, you know, before 29 years elapse again. But, you know, who's to say any of us are going to be here? Who's to say this world is going to be here? (laughs) The earth might be gone in 29 years. And I'm not trying to sound morbid or anything like that. But you know what I'm saying? Like, it's 106 degrees outside. It's so hot. I mean, I feel like I'm freaking in Saudi. I'm going to freaking say freaking again. But really, it's hot. And climate change is real, whether people want to believe it or not. And it's real. And people are feeling it in China. People are feeling it all over Europe. And it's a serious thing. And I'm not saying that the world is literally going to be gone in 29 years. But I don't know. I mean, I do believe in Jesus. I still believe Jesus is going to come back one day. Who needs to say he's not going to come back in the next, within the next 29 years? But outside of that... None of us know what tomorrow's gonna bring. The dreaded cancer can come back and it could be what ends up having me leave this life and be on to the next one, which is in heaven. Or it could be any of the other hundreds of things that could happen to me, to my friends, to any of us. And so I, I guess in my mind, guys, I just wanted to make sure that I saw those guys, my dudes, my neighbor dudes, before the time for me to leave comes, whether that's next month, next year, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years from now. Because, I mean, it took almost three decades for us to see each other. That's a long time. And so I just don't want, I just wanted to see people that I hadn't seen in a while, Um, because it's important to me. And I hope to do more of that um, by the end of this year and it's not because I have some intuition or some feeling or something going on where I'm like kids are going to come back and I may not be here next year no, no 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 no, that's not what hope's about I don't think like that I don't believe like that it could be but that's not what I think that's not what I feel um I'm strong I'm getting stronger every day gotta lose a little weight but that's just you know me being hard on myself but I definitely think I should get in better shape but it's hard when you have knees that are messed up but I digress My point is, and there is a moral to this, there is a point, if you have people in your life that you haven't seen in a long time, but that you know and you care for and you love and you have great memories with, reach out to them. Try to get connected with them. Try to see them sooner rather than later if you get the opportunity. You know, if you can't go all the way to them, they can't go all the way to you, maybe meet in the middle somewhere, but make the effort if there was somebody that you cared about, if there was somebody that you loved, or more than one person, reach out because I mean, come on, over a million people have died from COVID just in America. And, you know, there's a new variant out there that's supposed to be pretty scary, and that's why it's important. Hey, little uh, plug on. If you're not vaccinated, please go get vaccinated. And if you haven't got a second booster or the first booster, please go get it. That's all I'm going to say about that because this virus is still out there. And we may be feeling like it's not because, hey, nobody's around me dying or it's, you know, everything's so lax now. It doesn't mean that it's gone. And so just be proactive. Be smart. And if you wonder if uh, Talk Time with Hope still wears her mask when she drives for Uber, yes, I do. I decided, even though it's been over a year now since my last treatment, I decided that I'm going to continue to wear that mask when I'm driving for Uber. Now, I might go into a restaurant, meet somebody in a restaurant, and not wear the mask, or I I might go, you know, to the park without the mask, and those little things. But if I was to get on a plane, I'd probably still wear a mask. And if I was to go to Las Vegas or somewhere that's highly crowded, I'd probably still wear a mask, for sure, for sure. Um, But that's just me. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Please continue to do that. But at any rate, seriously, reach out to somebody or some the people that you haven't seen in a long time, and and don't waste today. You know, um, that's why I did it. I didn't want to waste the time when I had the, the the resources and the time to go see these people that I feel are special to me and that are a big part of my life and have been a big part of my life. Even with the guys that I hadn't seen in 29 years, I keep up for the most part with them on on Facebook. Just as I do with the others that I saw as well. So yeah, then I drove back from uh, Pasadena. Well, oh, by the way, I went to Anaheim, California, And yours truly lived in Anaheim, California when I was 9 years old, turned 10 years old, and we were there for a year back in the 19, circa 1980, circa 1981. And I've always felt like I've had a great memory. People tell me I have like a memory of an elephant. And um, I don't know where my keys might be right now, but I definitely know where I lived in 1980, 1981. I remember it because it's in my head, the picture of where we lived way back 42 years ago, embedded in my memory because it was such a special time for me living in California and roller skating, not rollerblading, roller skating, skateboarding. Like I was all about that. The OP, Ocean Pacific shorts and shirts and corduroys and all of that stuff i mean i don't think we had the money to pay for new stuff but we still you know that was such a cool fashion back then um and so california was like my jam you know what i'm saying and so because it was so special to me i will always have the picture of where we lived in this hot dog place around the corner or right up from the the place we lived is still there guys 42 years later y'all Forty-two years later, Venusnitzel is still there, and Venusnitzel is how the Germans would pronounce it. So they pronounce the W's as a V. So Wiener Schnitzel, Venusnitzel, is still that hot dog place there. And so once I googled Venusnitzel near me, because I was in Anaheim, I was at the park where there was a big airplane that I remembered we'd walk, or we'd walk to and stuff. Um, it was like seven minutes away. So sure enough, once I saw the Venusnitzel, I saw the place that we lived in and so to describe it is like it was it's it's motel it's a motel slash efficiency apartments and it even says i think it says evergreen evergreen community hotel or something like that but it was always a motel that they kind of converted into like efficiencies it definitely i mean it still says motel but i never saw it as a motel um But maybe you know i was only nine so maybe it was always a motel i guess i just want to think of it as like a place that was converted into efficiencies but it has two swimming pools now what talk about bougie it only had one swimming pool back then but it's still there and i took pictures of it and i recorded it and i sent it to my siblings and they're like i can't believe you found it how did you find it like did you have the address and i'm like no i didn't have the address it was just all in my freaking brain the picture of what it looked like, the area, what, what, what the area looked like it's still there. And, uh, so that's pretty gnarly, pretty gnarly. Yeah. So, um, I even found the, the, the school I went to when I was in fourth grade, but uh, I think they kind of like demolished what it used to be and then rebuilt it. Cause it's like a two story place now. I do not recognize that. I just remember that because it was California and the weather was good, we 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 ate our lunch outside. I thought that was all. I thought that was cool. I loved it. Loved every bit of my travels for those ten days, with the exception of the high gas prices. And now the gas prices are going down, which is awesome. But oh my God, guys, guys, gals, y'all, I think six oh five was the lowest. Per gallon I found, which was in Oakland. Leaving, um, I think I was leaving Pasadena. And I got, I had, it was like $6.49 or $6.69 per gallon. $6.69 per gallon. And I was like, you gotta be kidding me. And, but, you know, that's California. But despite the California gas prices, I really loved, um... My time there short but sweet. Oh, and Starbucks, if you order to go or online, they don't charge you taxes, so their actual Starbucks coffee is cheaper than it is in Texas, y'all. Thought that was interesting. Anyway, moving on. On my way back from California to to Texas, I stopped at a place called Bear, Arizona, which is like Bear in Arizona put together, and it's called Arizona, and it's a wildlife place out out in Arizona and you can do a drive so you pay you do a drive you see you could potentially see wolves I never saw the wolves I was a bit disappointed about that but then you see bears I did see the bears and then you can see bison they had white bison um that was really cool and you just kind of drive uh you have to keep your windows up when you drive by the bear area which I got caught not doing what I was supposed to do I didn't get caught by the bears, thankfully, but I did get caught by the people who work there. And I wasn't rolling my windows down completely. I just rolled one of the windows down on the passenger side so I can get a better picture. But I got caught, and they're like, You need to keep your window up when you're around the bear area. And I'm like, My bad. Gave the peace sign. And yeah, sometimes I'm a rebel. (laughs) And then when you're through with that drive, the drive through, you park your car and you go in and there are a lot more animals. There's otters, there's badgers. <clears throat> um, there was like a, a white um, peacock. Never saw a white peacock. That was interesting. And there were more bears because there were more different types of bears. And I even saw one bear get on its hind legs and then run away. It was so cute. I got, I got a video of it. Um, but yeah it was a really cool they have a place where you can get actual good food uh sit down and have good food uh, they have a bar they actually have a bar where you can get some adult beverages or coffee if you want i thought that was interesting and um they had other animals as well uh raccoons it was really cool if you ever go through arizona and it's arizona closer to going into new mexico um, when you leave California, you go to New, Arizona, to New Mexico, but it's easy to find. You could Google it. zona wildlife area. And, uh, they, they did a really good job. Um, so yeah, that was really cool. I had to stop there. Oh, and I stopped in the Navajo Native American area because I was just too sleepy to keep driving and get this. They have a little uh small um casino. So I went in and I was like I want to see what this is like. And they make sure that you wear a mask or even right now folks, you have to wear a mask at all times. They even have uh, an announcement saying you must wear the uh, the, uh, the mask and social distance. They had plastic pl- plessigla- plexiglass plexiglass, uh, dividing people at the machines and stuff. I mean, they didn't joke. They were always cleaning the machines, not a very big place, really small. And, um, and when they made the announcements in English, they also made it in the Navajo, Eng- the Navajo language. And that was pretty cool. And everybody, 99% of everybody in there looked like they belonged to the Navajo native tribe. And it was really, really cool. Cause I felt like, Hey, I'm amongst people like me, our tribe's Apache not sure which one but they're Apache natives on my mom's side but it was just really cool and dope and to see A to see be around Native Americans because I think that's probably the most I've ever been around Native Americans and to hear the language being spoken and to see how on it they were with keeping that place clean and keeping people masked up there was no smoking there was no alcohol they did have a food court and I think that was pretty cool. I think there's a good thing. That's a good thing. And I asked the guy, I was like, so I'm surprised you guys still wear the mask. And he said, yeah, there was another, uh, another casino. Uh, I don't know if it was on another reservation. And they tried not wearing mask, and the whole place got COVID and they had to close down the casino. And I was like, yeah, that's what happens. So especially in a small, small place where you don't have as much ventilation. But at any rate, I thought that was impressive. I thought that was impressive. So, yeah. I made it back to Texas Sunday, Sunday night, and yeah, I was pretty tired, but uh, I did it because I didn't know how my body was going to do. I had not done that much, I haven't done that much driving outside of Uber, excuse me, since 2018, so I hadn't done that much driving since before the second cancer came back, so I I was curious to see how my body was going to do. My left leg had a little bit of lymphedema, had a little bit of swelling uh, that can happen to cancer survivors, but nothing too bad, it didn't hurt or anything. And yeah, for the most part, I did pretty good. I mean, there were a couple of times where I got tired, but who doesn't get tired, especially when you're coming into Arizona where it's stupid, it starts to get stupid hot. But yeah. So that's where I have been and that's the reason why I didn't do an episode a couple days later. And that episode that I was going to do a couple days later from that last one about the Roe versus Wade was basically going to introduce you guys to season 8. So yes, welcome to season 8, season 8 and if you've been keeping up, season 8 represents my 25th, what was I doing when I was 25 years old. So when I was 25 years old, I was living in Houston. And when I was 25 years old, I was a correction officer. I was a young correction officer working more than 40 hours a week with, uh, first they were immigration deportation, uh, immigration detention, um, immigration deportation. Um, I forget the wording, but anyway, it was basically working with the people in the immigration side uh, before it turned into something that it is now. And... You know for minimum security detainees and then the contract was bought out or a contract was bought where we were going to be taking care of maximum security sex offenders yes 100% maximum security sex offenders from the state of Oregon were brought in on by the air marshals and we had to surround the plane it was like if you ever seen the movie con air it was kind of like a little bit of a con air type vibe to it so that's what I was doing Working as a correction officer, working my butt off. Um, I was in a relationship um, that unfortunately, you know, we didn't, we didn't work out um, more because that person had a lot of if you will, demons they were still dealing with. And when I say demons, they were still dealing with, they had issues with, you know, um, using drugs unbeknownst to me and things like that and I didn't um, want that and I want to be around that and so that relationship didn't go go anywhere although that said is the longest relationship I ever been in which was a year I actually stayed with somebody for a whole year imagine that I really uh, enjoyed working as a correction officer um, I never got and I never let it get to my head. I never acted like I'm better or am I superior? I'm superior to the inmates. I didn't judge them. That's not my place to do. You know, God will judge. The judge will judge. I was just there. I always believed my job is to make sure you don't kill me, you don't kill yourself, you don't kill anybody, and you don't disobey the rules and regulations of the facility. And, we, I mean, I was even on the riot team. I trained for the riot team. Thankfully, I never had to use that training. But it was an interesting chapter in my life. And I ended up getting promoted to sergeant, but in order to get promoted to sergeant, I had to move to another facility because a couple of those inmates, those sexual um, maximum security sex offenders, and they ran away, they escaped. And because of that, the news, everything was on the news. The former president, George Bush at the time was the governor, George Bush, and I didn't like him. I never liked him from then because he kind of passed the buck when those inmates escaped, he went on TV and he said, I did not know that there were six offenders in the state of Texas. Well, dude, who approved the, the air marshals to get into the state of Texas with maximum security 306, 306, maximum security sex offenders? Who approved that? You're not telling me, you're telling me you didn't know that they were bringing in sex offenders into your state? Yeah, whatever. But anyway, it was, it was a really cool job. It was a, a good experience. Then I got promoted to sergeant and moved out to the country. But It was cool because I could to spend some time with my mom. Yeah, so that's what I was doing when I was 25. And I'm at that 30 minute mark. And so I will do my best to have another episode in the next couple of days, maximum in the next five days. All right, y'all. Thank you for tuning in. Take care of each other. Be kind to one another. Hydrate. Keep drinking that water. Um, don't be outside if you don't need to be outside and God bless you as always. This has been Talk Time with Hope. I am Hope. I'll see you on the flip side. Bye for now.